nobody cares what you make music on at the end of the day a lot like a library is not going to listen to your track and be like oh they made this on an iphone se <laughs> like no nobody's going to know the difference like if you can make dope quality music on a phone on an ipad on a computer on a whatever like on a some some hardware analog gear on an mpc they don't care what matters is the quality the mix yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo 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 what's good people welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing music production and music business if you love any of the previously mentioned be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all uh, on all the uh, on all the latest content can you tell it's been a couple weeks man i take a couple weeks off and then my tongue start getting twisted so shout out to everybody in the stream man it's another music is my business podcast live q a if you are in the building drop it in the chat let me know where you from let me know what you do shout out to freddie river music i see you in the building um super excited to be back because it's been a minute so yeah man what y'all been up to let me know i'm uh i'm super super curious always curious um today's what's today today is wednesday um today has been dope today is my son's birthday y'all want to know y'all want to know what we did for him for his birthday this morning drop it in the chat if you want to know it's a actually it's a funny story i'll tell you guys a story about it so my wife she came up with this with this dope idea um to to surprise to sneak in his room and surprise him fill his room up with like you know balloons and stuff and like you know put all this confetti on his door or whatever so when he wakes up it's just like this you know this big grand surprise or whatever so last night me and the me and the wife is getting everything ready you know blowing up balloons and stuff i think blew up like 15 balloons or something like that so we thought is we thought we thought he was knocked like we thought he was not cold because usually by the time by the time i put him lay him down for bed you know a couple hours go by we'll we'll come back down do some more work chill or whatever and then by that time like he's super knocked like he's not moving so we get the balloons filled up so we try we try and sneak in his room as quiet as possible so i'm in front my wife's behind me she's like yo take your take your house shoes off and i'm like these house shoes ain't loud like they're crocs like you're not gonna hear it she's like just take them off just in case so i'm like listen the balloons me walking down the hallway the balloons were already mad loud squeaking together so i'm like yo this is this is about to be a disaster so i um so i opened the door i got the balloons i'm trying to squeeze through the door with all these balloons in my arm the balloons are squeaking so he kind of like moves a little bit he's not like waking up but he's like he kind of moves a little bit so then <laughs> i hurry up i start throwing the balloons around so then he starts moving more and then my wife's coming behind me with more balloons so then like all of a sudden like this dude just he starts sitting up in the bed and was just like mad confused like wondering like what is what's happening so then my wife like rushes over there she's like trying to calm him down she's like lay, lay down just just go to sleep <laughs> just trying to act like nothing is happening so she gets him to lay down she's trying to like prevent him from seeing what's happening so then we get the balloons in there and then we ran out and then he went he didn't go right back to sleep like literally he was sitting in his bed because we've seen him on, on the monitor and he was just staring at the balloons on the, on the floor <laughs> confused man it was crazy so he fell back to sleep and then we woke up we did like 
a little door. We threw like some streaming. Uh, what is it called? Some. It's like paper. What is it called? I forget what what they call it. It was like some streaming paper or something like that. And we hang it on the door. So like every time he walks through his door, he like goes through this stuff. Um, yeah. And then we gave him a gift and stuff this morning and surprised him. So it worked out. But the dude almost woke up and like we was about to be up all night if he wouldn't have went back to sleep. So I'm glad it worked out. Yo, shout out to everybody in the stream, man. That's my story. Um, the Ac the Acme Beat Company was good. Appreciate it, man. Glad you in in enjoying the stream. Glad you like it. Official AD was good. Immaculate Beats is in the building. Was good. Uh, we got Darius Fentress, percussionist, producer, and engineer from Fort Worth. That's what's up. Um, Chin Lee Beats, how you feel about being somebody's mentor? I'm mentoring a couple producers right now during my in my producer mentorship program. Um, I love it, man. I love mentoring people. I love sharing what I know and helping producers get to the next level. Um, so. <clears throat> If you're looking for mentorship, producer mentorship, and you're super serious and you're ready to invest in yourself, then go to producermentorship.com and apply. It's invite only, so you definitely have to apply. And then if you're a good fit, I'll reach out and then we can work together one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, over a series, over, you know, like a span of two months. Um, so yeah, love it. Um, Benji Lewis, what's good? Good to see you in the stream. Um, so yeah, man, drop your guys' questions in the chat. I'm answering some questions today. Music licensing, music business, production, all that dope stuff. Um, you know, getting TV placements. And yeah, man. <clears throat> super, super duper busy day. Um, but I'm knocking it out, man. I was up. I've been this week I've been doing this thing where I'm I'm like waking up at like 5 a.m. Um, but it, it hasn't been bad. Like I thought I'd be passed out by now, but it's been working out. It's been pretty cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if it's something that I, I just do all the time. And it just becomes a part of my routine. LW is in the building. What's up, LW? Appreciate you coming in. LW, LW has been modded. Do you, do you see your your mod privileges lw <clears throat> but um yeah is song trader a good look if i want to get into sync huh so i don't have any experience with song trader this is what this is what i've heard as far as as far as song trader is concerned um I know people. Some people have commented and said they, you know, they started to count. They've gotten some music, kind of forwarded or whatever, um, or shortlisted for opportunities. But then they didn't get a sync. And then I've had, I've had some people comment. Um, did somebody comment? I did a video about Song Trader, and I'm not, I, I'm not sure if somebody commented saying they landed something on there or not. Or if it was just the, you know, getting shortlisted. But, um, yeah, I don't have any personal experience. In my opinion, I don't know. Like, I know I know they just raised a boatload of money. And that's what that video was about. They just, they just raised a boatload of money. So, I don't know, like, who their clients are. Like, I don't know if they're going to directly to, you know, networks and in ad agencies or like I don't know what the situation is or if they're just a middleman and if you're paying fees per submission or if you're just paying for a membership I don't know um but I like to go direct as direct as I can um or through a music library because music libraries they're not going to charge you anything you know to be in the library and then you know they they do they do their work and then everybody gets paid at the end of the day without you know having to dish out money up front so yeah but they actually song trader legit co commented on that video and it was just like yeah we've gotten placements for many people so you know 
they're i believe they're a, le a legit company just depends on which route you want to go chen lee beats how do you go about dealing with back ends i don't like that they changed my text is blue i don't really like the blue text for the chat i'm gonna change it as soon as i figure out how but um so back ends you have to be registered with a pro so if you're in the if, if you're in the states that's bmi ascap csac um i think there's some other new one that's around that people mention sometimes um if you're in canada socan if you're in the uk prs um depending on which country you're in they have different ones but you cannot collect back-end royalties unless you are registered with one of those companies um so what happens is when you're going through the process of getting your music uh you know signed to a music library right they're going to ask you for that performing rights organization information and then once they sign your music they register that music on your behalf with that organization so the the licensing company or the music library becomes the publisher you keep your writer share of royalties they keep the publisher share of royalties um back-end royalties and then you know once you get something placed you know the the whoever's in charge of submitting cue sheets for that tv show or or whatever um they submit that cue sheet to your pro and then they match everything up oh you know chin lee beats got some stuff placed on keeping up with the kardashians let's pay them some royalties and then you know a few quarters later you'll get those back-end payments directly from your performing rights organization so that's how that works <clears throat> uh michael connor music what's good is there capacity in a tv show for instrumental composition cues that the show's composer didn't compose oh absolutely like man composers do like they'll do if it's something that's like it's kind of a mixture of score and other stuff like they'll score some parts but then there's other parts where they'll kind of play the role of like music supervisor um sometimes or there'll be another music supervisor in addition to a composer and then they'll just kind of place already made music and instrumental um so yeah absolutely absolutely um you know there's situations where there's where there's both i worked on i worked on a show it was a pilot and i was working with the composer of that show and it was a combination of you know composing music to to picture and placing like already pre-made music where it where it fits so yeah there's definitely opportunities for that for sure that's a good question lw i do thanks for the upgrade dope no problem appreciate you cool guy 91 is it smart is it a smart move to find space for a recording studio if you don't have clients my neighbors are complaining about the noise i'm making in my apartment from production i'm doing i have been there listen i've had the cops called on me for like producing music in my um it was a loft when i first moved here and it was like side by side lofts and bro yeah somebody and i knew it what like i asked him i was like who called because like it has to be either this person or this person i know this person's mad cool because we already talked about this like just come have a conversation with me i'll turn it down after a certain time let me know when you sleep and i'll work around your schedule because these beats ain't gonna stop but do i think it's a smart move to find and build out a recording studio no not if you don't have clients like and the reason why i say no um especially like like if you don't have a plan like that's gonna you, you you're immediately jumping into overhead before you're even making income from clients so this is this is what i would do there's a couple ways you can do this you can talk you can talk to your neighbor 
talk to you and i don't know how many you have if, if you're in a situation where you got people above beneath inside then you just that's gonna be difficult but try and have a conversation with your neighbors let them know like hey i'm a producer this is this is what i do um this is you know i'm a producer i make music i have to do this for my clients or whatever you know i realize and i want to be considerate that you know it, it comes through the walls right so like is there is there a time where we can work out to where it's not going to bother you as much or like is there a certain time where you want me to cut it off because you know if you got time during the day this is what i used to do i would do all my mixing um and like my mixing where i need my monitors um speakers and stuff like that and i would do that during the day during the times where people don't really care about noise um and then at night when it you know when it gets start to get get quiet 9 10 p.m whatever that's when i would throw my headphones on and then i would just create ideas and then or, or structure stuff out um and things like that or just do admin work um that way you're still getting something done you're at least getting ideas out and then you can just mix them in the morning or you know during the day or whenever you have time um and it, it helps when you have the conversation and they kind of understand it they, don't, they understand that you're not just blasting music for the sake of entertainment like it's actually a part of what you do um as a producer they may be more understanding and then you could cut down on the cops being called <laughs> keep being called on you so that's that's one way second way is if you want to do the the production studio route which it could be dope right because now you can bring in clientele you can you can monetize that but what i would do is i would start advertising and seeing if there's interest for a studio in your area or something and try and like create some type of email list or wait list of people who are ready to purchase studio time and just put your fillers out there and see if there's even interest and see if you can kind of pre-sell it in a way before you actually step out there and invest money into getting a studio space so that there's a couple options <clears throat> hopefully that helps um do music supervisors look for instrument compositions or just leave just leave that to the composers um it depends it depends on the situation yo if you're serious about your music business then you should know how important it is to have an email list so you can stay in touch with your fans your followers and customers the problem is a lot of these email services charge you more and more the more subscribers subscribe to your list well i found a solution and it's called flowdesk and you get unlimited subscribers for one price and that price i don't it's not even 40 dollars. like it's mad cheap yo you get automatic list cleaning it's a simple easy to use platform that makes it easy to send out email campaigns campaigns and it's all for one fee every month the same fee you just keep paying the same price no matter how many subscribers you get so listen today i want to give you 50 percent off your subscription to flowdesk just go to clintproductions.com slash flowdesk that's clintproductions.com forward slash f-l-o-d-e-s-k once again that's clintproductions.com slash flowdesk flow without the w just f-l-o now go build that email list back to the show here we go ecam back at it again um but it, it depends on the situation uh, to answer this question do music supervisors look for instrument compositions or just leave that to the composer you know some composers are more hands-on and, and dealing with all of that and then sometimes they just they work as a team you got the composer and then you got the music supervisor um you know kind of bringing in music that could be used as well so indeed What's up, Wes Laylock from Ontario? Is disco the best way to keep my catalog ready for music managers? Um, man, I think so. Like, I mean, it's it's clean. Um, it's it's clean, man. Especially if you're dealing with with managers and stuff like that in a in a catalog, a decent catalog of music, it just makes it easier. You can quickly create playlists and things like that from your existing catalog of music so yeah what's good broadway blake good to see you man 
So basically, as an artist, just apply to more than one library. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, like you can you can apply to as many as many libraries as as you want as you can physically work with um and i recommend that especially if you're starting out because over time it'll kind of narrow narrow out and you'll end up working with like a handful but you gotta like you gotta put those numbers up to find the good ones that work for you you know so the more you reach out to the more you increase your chances of actually getting a licensing deal which ultimately increases your chances of getting uh, more TV placements. And then once you figure out which ones are are working for you, then you can, um, you know, then you can decide you want to send more music to, you know, a, a specific library. <clears throat> So yeah. What it what what's your advice for a producer songwriter to get direct access to music supervisors or TV production studios? Another good question. So <clears throat> what I would do if you're trying to get di direct to a music supervisor, IMDB is going to be your friend. IMDB, you can search a movie, you can search a show, go to the music department, and I show you, I walk you through exactly how to do this in my Road to Ten Placements course. Uh, but you find them, and then you start stalking people on the <laughs> on the internet. Like it sounds funny, but I'm dead serious. Like you virtually start stalking them so you go on linkedin try and find them on linkedin google them see if they have a, some supervisors have like their own supervision company see if you can find the company um see if you can find their instagram if you find some social media facebook whatever and then you can start um you can start interacting with them you know and just kind of engaging with them not being super duper like thirsty you know what i'm saying because you know that's a good way to to mess up a relationship but you know just be genuine and just engage in their content if they post something interesting if you find out something interesting about them um you know share that with them if it's something that you feel like may give them value you can share that with them um you know just different things to oh boy look at that different things to 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 you know help you stand out when you do finally reach out to them um so yeah that that would be my recommendation if you're trying to get you know you're trying to get direct connects to um you know to music supervisors and things like that i am currently editing this this color cuz I, I don't really like it um but now hold on there we go all right that's better um so yeah but good question <clears throat> tv production companies same thing you can still use imdb for that too um because they'll say like you know the, the production company and then you can start researching reaching out to them um and shoot call them call the numbers and just like yo like i supply music would like to be become a vendor and then see what what happens wes laylock the question is let me get this let me get this figured out here Is there a right number of tracks to pitch regarding getting into exclusive libraries? I like five. The number five is uh, the number five is okay with me, because I think I feel like five is like a good number. Five is like a good number to where it's not overwhelming, <clears throat> and it gives them a good idea of, you know, the the quality of music that you can produce. Like if you can if you can't make a decision after three five tracks, 
on whether or not you want to sign somebody then that's that's an issue but five max is my number um and then keep in mind because so many people want to like they want to just like give people their entire catalog like yo hey music library here's everything i've produced in the last 10 years and like nobody's gonna listen through all of that you know what i mean like it's just too overwhelming and then it's just hard to pick a few tracks um so just start with a few and if they like them i promise you like i i can almost guarantee they will hit you back if they like your music it's just how it works like if you make good music they need it like they literally need your music and they want it and they want to help you um they're gonna hit back they're gonna be like yo send more so yeah start with a few start building that relationship and then go from there <clears throat> immaculate beats says your boy just started a library through disco and it's going smooth so far i'm going to start including the link to it when i hit up music libraries and music soups yeah that's super dope congrats code three beats what's up just jumping in i don't know if you've covered this yet but i got a question about ibm yeah drop that joint in the chat um is it bad to make beats from phone apps or should i continue to save and buy as i go for studio equipment yes it's horrible you never make music on a phone no i'm playing it listen man i'm gonna keep it 100 nobody cares what you make music on at the end of the day a lot like a library is not gonna listen to your track and be like oh they made this on an iphone se <laughs> like no nobody's gonna know the difference like if you can make dope quality music on a phone on an ipad on a computer on a whatever like on a some some hardware analog gear on an mpc they don't care what matters is the quality the mix the structure and if it's something that they actually need genre wise um that's what matters man like if you can get those iphone beats to sound broadcast quality you're good you know what i mean um you're good to go i don't know <clears throat> i don't know how to you know how deep you can get into into the I mean, I guess it depends on what you're using because they got some pretty advanced apps um, for for mobile mobile production. So, yeah, man, it don't matter. Use what you have until you can get what you want. I started with a Casio keyboard and a compact <laughs> compact computer with the speakers next to the uh, the speakers mounted on top of the top of the screen that was my first production gear when i was 15 so yeah just work from there those beats were trash though sheesh we've come a long way people all right so we got the question the bmi question can you register the name of your production company slash producer name in any work submitted anywhere are covered under that name or would you have to register each beat individually let me reread this so i understand can you register the name of your production company and any work submitted anywhere are covered under that name or would you have to you have to so with bmi you have to register each beat individually um yeah because that's that's how everything is tracked it's tracked by title so you have to register each title of your work so that that title can be tracked and then those splits and percentages and stuff can be tracked <clears throat> and that's usually tracked back to your your name um that you use with with bmi which usually is usually like just the government name <clears throat> ad polo you hate mixing in monitors wow i think that's like the maybe the second time i've heard that 
I'm the I'm the exact opposite though, man. Like headphones, it drives me nuts. I don't like mixing in headphones. Um, I've had to a couple times. I've gotten some stuff placed that's been mixed on headphones, but I prefer not to do it. Like I've had to make more revisions on mixes that I sent straight from headphones than if I was sitting in front of in front of monitors. So, man. I know in the past you've mentioned Disco for managing your catalog and playlist. Which pricing tier do you suggest getting started and do you recommend any alternative platforms? Man, Disco, it's like, man, it's the only thing like it, really. Um, but do, like, do what, do what works for you. Like, if, I think I'm on, like, the 10 or $15 plan or something like that. I don't remember exactly what's what all is is included but it, it depending on how many tracks you need just start with um start with the most the most basic plan and that you know you may find that that gets the job done just fine and you don't need to upgrade for anything else but then if you start you start using that you know how you start using stuff and you start realizing some of the extra features that you you try and use they block it and try and get you to upgrade you know if you get to that point then you know then just upgrade after that but um that's that's what i recommend just kind of start with the uh start with the the basics and then go from there no sense of paying for something with a bunch of extra stuff that you know you know you're not going to use or need or you know stuff like that so Tom Adams Music, what's up? From West Haven, West Haven, Haven, Connecticut. MKX, what's up? So you don't need a publisher for admin. The licensed library becomes the publisher. Exactly. The library becomes the publisher. Um, so yeah. They pretty much anything having to do with the tracks that they sign, they'll collect that. Um, and then, you know, pay it out to you or you'll get paid as far as royalties, performance royalties, you get paid directly through your pro. But yeah, a library essentially takes the role of a publisher. What's up, creative? Good to see you, man. She makes fire. What's up? Appreciate everything you do. Are artist websites still relevant or has social media replaced that need? Um, I mean, they're relevant. I think. I mean, I think you can do a lot without without having a website. Depends on I guess it depends on what you're doing, but I don't. I never want to just like 100 percent rely on social media, man, because you you don't control it if you have your own website you know you you got your domain and everything you you can control that you can control what you put up there you take down you can change it update it um you know what i mean like if you got if you want people to go there to build your email list like there's just flexibility that you have with a website um but yeah, I say I say have both. Obviously, you got to be on on social media. But man, there's people out here killing it, just not even using a website. So it really depends on your goals, what you're trying to do. But I recommend at least having a, a website so when have something to show up if when people are googling you and searching for you. Um, stalking is research. It is, man. That's stalking is research. <clears throat> I think I've asked this before, but which is better, DistroKid or United Masters? I'm currently with TuneCore, but looking for something that will benefit me more. Uh, go with DistroKid. I like DistroKid. It's better. They just, man, I think DistroKid is like they're knocking it out the park as far as features that you can use to, to, um, you know to promote your music to share it you know they they have like just dope graphics and stuff that you can use to help promote it um 
but yeah man i, I say go with distro kid way more tools than you united masters um yeah distro kid shout out to distro kid it's the carpenter not the hammer i feel it man that's a fact it's all about how you use it man Do I need to change my pro if I move to a different country? I'm from England and with PRS, but Canada has been my home for 12 years. That's a good question. Um, I feel like that's like, I don't know. Honestly, if you move in another country, I, I guess it depends on where you have citizenship because i know for example i was working with i was working with a musician and we did some tracks but his citizenship status was a little bit different like so it was a different tax form that he had to fill out when working with a library that we were working with um which means what does this have what does this have to do with the pro I lost my thought. Um, so if you're if you're if you're a citizen in a country, then or is it a territory thing? I don't know. Cause I just like I just confused myself talking it out. I mean, it feel it seems like it makes sense. Like if you're in a country that you register with the pro, that's in your country and then my guess is i mean you would probably still have your prs account <clears throat> but that's a question for the pro ask prs hit them up or ask the the pro in canada they'll let you know because i don't that's a that that's the first time I've seen that question. That's a very interesting question. I'm curious. If you find out, like come back to this joint and let me know. So I can help other people. No doubt. What's good, B Scott Music? Appreciate you dropping in. Should producers focus on getting full songs recorded or submitting instrumentals only is fine. I've heard mixed responses on this. Completely up to you. Um it's really a it's a personal preference you can focus on full songs you can focus on instrumentals you can do a combination of both um i do a combination of both but it's really like literally it's it's really up to you man like you can go either way um you can go either way if you can do both though like why not do both you increase you know the number of opportunities you can take advantage of prince made productions what's up have you ever been placed on any big picture movies films via any of your current libraries you are partnered with or on your own i wouldn't say i wouldn't say big picture movie no not yet the biggest movie at least like a movie that that's had you know a, a you know a decent cast was napoli ever after um i did that on my own i was the publisher in that in that situation um i did another i did another film which i don't even remember the name of that joint and i, ne I didn't even see it but that it, that went it came out like on streaming platforms so that napoli ever after like that came out on netflix but it had like sanai lathan and you know some other people in there it was a it was a really good movie um but no that was probably that was probably the biggest as far as movies um i've did i've done some other had some stuff placed on some other like indie films and things like that but that was probably like the biggest one <clears throat> do your collabs work on a 50 50 split and is that distributive 
distributed fairly through royalty companies or is it easier to just pay an artist a one-off fee for say a vocal feature or sax player for example great question let's break it down so this is how i usually do it if it's like if it's a musician say a bass player it depends say it's a bass player guitar if i wrote everything if I wrote like the guitar line, right? Like, so I, I put fake guitar on it and then I want to bring a real guitar to play what I already wrote. In that situation, I would pay them a one-time fee, have them fill out a work for hire agreement. And then that's it. That's the end of the transaction. I own hundred percent of that track. If, um, if I, you know, hit up a guitarist and was like yo let's create some tracks together you create some stuff i add my own thing to it we put it together then in that situation we would do a 50 50 split and yes as far as royalties royalties would be 50 50 as well um as far as artists slash songwriters if it's the same same way like if the artist if i wrote the whole song and produced it and i'm just having somebody come and reference the track because their voice sounds better than my voice then i'll just pay them a fee and again it depends you know what i'm saying like if i don't have anything to pay them up front then you know you may be able to negotiate a, a percentage or something like that it just depends on who it is depends on the situation um and then you know of course if they're writing then they're gonna get um they're gonna get their percentage so if somebody's writing a song i'm producing the song we splitting that joint 50 50. so that's how that's how i do it i'm a citizen of both countries if they help yeah yeah i would definitely ask them this double double citizenship that would be cool to see though like i wonder how i wonder how you would like I guess you just pick one. Like, I want this one to be here tracked in Canada. Or... They all communicate, so it'll all end up coming back to you anyway. But, yeah. There's tons of opportunities in the sync world. That's a fact, creative, for sure. You already know. I'm with ASCAP as a publisher. Is that a good thing or bad thing? I have my own website and I am with DistroKid. If I get a placement, will they contact my company or DistroKid? Um, excuse me. There's a lot, there's like a lot of different variables there. Um, with everything in this, in this question. So, um, you being a publisher, with ASCAP, I mean, that's a good thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. You have that set up in case a direct situation happens, right? So there's like different things that can happen with, within all of this. Like if you're working with the library, you're not gonna even, you're not gonna even use the publisher account with ASCAP when they register your tracks. So it's not gonna be applicable for that situation. You would use it if you were working, say, with a music supervisor and you're keeping everything, publishing and writers and all that stuff. Um, if you got a placement through a library, when you sign that agreement with the library, you're signing the agreement so that the music is pre-cleared and then they can say yes on anything that gets placed so most times you probably won't even hear about the placement when it actually happens like by the, by the time you hear about it it's probably already aired or whatever if you're working directly with the supervisor um you may you know they may they may let well they will let you know because you have to sign off on the paperwork because they're doing everything through you as the publisher and and writer um and copyright owner and all that stuff so yeah those are like the different situations that can that can help from that but no they're not gonna they're not gonna contact distro kid because distro kid isn't a publisher distro kid has like no no rights to your music copyright or anything they're literally just the people who upload the music and distribute it on streaming platforms and then they'll collect 
mechanicals as far as streaming and sales of you know of that music and then that's it so hopefully that makes sense Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one -on -one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Prince Made Productions. BMI asking if I'm... A DBA or a division a division what do, what do they mean a division I currently have an escort what should I choose what if you have an escort you could you oh so um I don't know what I don't know what division means I don't know if um I don't know what that means so I can't really I don't know if I'm answering it right because I don't I don't understand that. I know corporations like when you fill out a, a, a W-9 form. Um, you have the option to use your personal name and your Social Security number. And then you have. Um, the option to use be, be a self uh what is it um a disregarded entity such as you know a llc s corp c corp or corp corporation whatever um because you can be a llc taxed as an s corp or c corp or whatever but um but yeah I, if are, do you have a dba are you doing a dba i like i just signed up if you're a writer just use your name <clears throat> use your regular name like you don't have to have a dba um or anything or if you want to be a disregarded entity then you you put that but i think there's like some extra steps um to do for that stuff so i'm not sure yeah absolutely man they have some dope music on there Am I supposed to get royalties from MLC too if I am already signed up with BMI? Um, so MLC is like a separate thing as far as collection is concerned. So you don't get like MLC through BMI. Like you gotta go through the, you know, what MLC has, has all set up in order to do that. Details on that, I don't know if, if I don't know if you guys caught the the podcast I, episode I did with Tammy Latrell, but go back and watch that or listen to it if you're you're listening on um you know on your podcast platform audio version um but go back and listen to that that episode you know how to collect all your royalties with Tammy Latrell. she breaks that down and how you can collect make sure you're collecting from the MLC as well or just hit her up hit her company up the mezzo agency directly and they'll you know they'll walk you through all of that <clears throat> i have no dba or division but i i keep hearing choose dba but i want it yeah like you you can't choose you can't choose something you don't have right so i don't know who's telling you that but um yeah if you don't have a dba you can't choose dba so just use your name um and all, like all a DBA is, is just, it's still coming to you. Like it's still you. It's just, I'm doing business as a different name, but that joint is still like connected. Like if you have a, your personal name, you don't have an LLC and then you just have a DBA, it's still attached to you, the person, the social security number. So yeah, just use 
yeah, there's no need to to do that. Because <clears throat> all that stuff is getting registered with your with your name. Because if you do that, man, like you filling out stuff, like you don't want to make that more complicated than it needs to be. Like you're working with music libraries, just use your regular name when you sign the stuff. Um, you know, use your regular name, social security or EIN if you have if you have a company and they're paying you through your company. Um, but just like make sure y'all sort that out before you sign a deal with the company. Like or when you're at the process, when you're at the step where you're filling out the paperwork, um, you know, make that clear because you know, you don't want it to be confusion when it's time to cut the check. <clears throat> um, yeah, let me see if I can. Um, let me show you. <clears throat> make sure I'm, I'm spelling it right. I'm about to, um, I'm gonna give y'all. Here we go. I'll give you the IG. So you'll know, like everything is pretty much linked from there. You can go from there but yeah she'll get you she'll get you right in terms of in terms of of the the publishing and all that stuff so tammy luttrell that's her ig her company the link will be in the bio her company is the mezzo agency they are pub pub publishing admins um and they they know their stuff so they'll be able to answer any questions that you have in regards to you know the mlc publishing pub admin stuff all of that stuff so yeah definitely definitely check check her out <clears throat> should i take down my submissions from other music libraries if they get if they get licensed through one this is a great question so i'm gonna tell you guys how i um how i approach this so <clears throat> when you're when you're in the pitching the pitching phase in this music licensing space or whatever right nobody has you haven't done any paperwork or anything and you're just pitching <clears throat> you can send that same playlist to as many companies as you want to somebody you know put some paperwork in front of you y'all sign off on something it ain't official until the ink dry so you can do that now once a company signs a track on that playlist it would be wise to go ahead and take that track off of that submission playlist and kind of rotate things out um, once those tracks are signed. And this is why you don't want to. And I, I learned this just from even with producing for artists and on the industry side of things like you, you don't want to sit in a session and then play an artist a bunch of tracks that aren't available and they fall in love with those joints and you you gotta tell them oh nah like somebody else got this already you don't want to do that so the same thing applies in music licensing right like you don't want to send a library something that um that's that's already signed like now if if you've already sent it during that submission phase and then the library reaches out later <clears throat> and they just didn't get to you first then that's their loss at that point like 
you just be like, I'm sorry, somebody already signed it. You should have hit me back sooner. Um, that's just life. But, you know, once you know it's signed, then just take it off of that playlist. Don't submit it anymore. And you'll be you'll be good to go. <clears throat> good question. I plan on going to the music director instead of using a music library. The thing is, BMI had that question after I put in my company's name and EIN number. The DBA and division question was required. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where, yeah, things, things start getting weird after that. Have you heard of Music for TV Company? They operate as admins that get your music on shows, etc. I've heard of it. I've like I've seen a couple posts <clears throat> like a couple years ago, but um, I don't know. Like I don't know any any details or anything like that um, about them. Has anybody else? Just drop it in the chat. Let Boom J know your experience with the company name music for tv so yeah um but yeah man that's just it's just a part of the process you know submitting stuff um you know and and just waiting for people to reply in the the right the right libraries getting it in the right libraries hands and all that stuff um so yeah so listen man i'm about to hop off but before i do for anybody who's trying to get started in sync now is the best time actually shoot last year last five years was the best time but now's the next best time to get started and learning what what you need to learn um, to start getting your music placed in TV and film. I've been able to help a lot of producers through my Road to 10 Placements course, which is my blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements. And it walks you through, you know, pretty much everything I did to get it placed. However, in two days, I will be taking the Road to 10 Placements course, as you guys know it, down this Friday. So if you want it, right now I have it on an extreme discount is only $27 right now. So if you want to grab it and you want to jump into the sync licensing space and learning how to get your music placed in TV and film, then I suggest you grab it before I take it down because it's about to come down. Um, So take advantage of it. But shout out, shout out to all the producers, man, who have gotten their first licensing deals, who have gotten TV play, like their first TV placement, multiple tv placements i know some producers got hundreds of tv placements um because they took the information in the course and they applied it you know what i mean like so it's super duper exciting to see that and to see people implement it um so if you're an action taker good things can happen and and there's there's really only a few reasons why someone would say no to your music but there's always a reason why it's uh, it's up to you to figure out you know what that reason is um, you know, I do these Q&A so that you can come back and ask questions and, you know, get unstuck and all that stuff. So, yeah, so that's it. So if you want to get a, get your hands on that course before I take it down um, in a couple days, um, to just go to this website, clintproductions.com slash link in bio. It's the first button um, at the top. Click it, download it and um, get your get your knowledge game up. Yo, like I heard something super interesting by the way um myron myron golden man the dude's a genius so he was just talking about how and i I don't know if he said it was like a a law or something but he's just talking about how like when something just stays and is left to itself without any influence from an outside force it gets worse so for example a car if you just took a car sat that joint on the street and didn't do anything to it over time your tires are going to wear down over time the joint probably won't even start up 
It's just going to deteriorate on its own because there's nothing outside of it doing anything to maintain it, improve it, keep it better. The same thing happens to your brain. If you don't do anything to feed your brain, if you don't do anything to learn new things, new strategies, new information, your brain will literally sit and just deteriorate and you won't grow and you wonder why you're still stuck in the same place year after year doing the exact same thing that you've been doing for the past five to ten years is because you're not giving yourself new information you're not investing in yourself and and putting new things and you know being that outside force for your brain to grow and to develop as producers as artists as songwriters so it's imperative that you know you you learn things that can move you your production or songwriting or whatever you do business forward um so that you can continue to grow and continue to crush it and meet your goals and take things to the next level so hopefully you guys are doing that so you can get to the next level and just constantly level up like it never stops like the learning it never stops it literally doesn't stop so um so yeah so i'm out remember that this is the link if you guys want to go ahead grab that joint before i take it down it includes the well it doesn't include the instrumental how to structure instrumental course but you can add the how to structure instrumental course as well that's going to be taken down um so yeah grab it while you can i'm out i hope y'all have a good rest of the week and remember you make music not excuses peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.